You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick. Get to the flames, idiot. Yeah. Hockey, hockey. Puck, puck, puck. Words hurt sometimes. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. George is getting upset. Where has that little sexy minx been? (laughs) And Maddie Rose. (laughs) Oh, friends, welcome aboard. Someone with my complexion. Yeah. And I got some local notes for you as well. You got some local what? I can do it in like three tugs. You sure about that? We don't do that here. That's Toronto Radio. This is Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, hi there. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio for a Tuesday. It's Tuesday after the long weekend. It's a pretty cool week. Four more days, back to the weekend. And the National Football League kicks off on Thursday night. That's fun. Lions and Chiefs. Now, I need something cleared up this morning. Immediately. Is today the first day of back to school in Alberta? Uh, Some of them went back. Oh, hey, George. It's me again. Oh, hi, Patrick. Glad to have you back. The International Man of Mystery is back. Some of the kids, I believe, went back to school last Thursday. Some of them, and then a good chunk. I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> I don't know if it was the public that went back. I know the Catholic system, the separate system, uh, returns today because this was always the traditional first day back. I know university yeah. and state returned today as well. So, yeah, today's the big day. Okay, because I know that you know growing up. It was always the Tuesday after Labor Day was the first day of school. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. So if Labor Day fell on like later in September, that was the first day, like 5th or 6th, whatever. Not September 1st. Like I don't understand why you go for like two days and then you get another holiday. Right? It's weird. <laughs> it feels like, it feels like they're, la- they're, they're in less school more and more each year. More PD yeah. days. Yeah, it's just uh, good morning, Maddie. Too. Like that, today's the first day of school, right? I don't know. I don't have any kids. I assume so. <laughs> Maybe. I'm just going off the radio like, with, with, uh, with what Tanya Blakely said. Yeah, return yeah, to school maybe. today. Sure. Perhaps. There's not a whole right, lot of uh, kids te- in my realm. Uh, text us in, 960 is, is today the first day of school? Like, yeah. Are your kids going to school for the first time are, today? Are you free? Do you do whatever the yeah. hell you want between 9 and 3? When you work? Yeah. <laughs> Just wondering, because like, because I, I I looked it up last night. Because I'm like, is today the first day of school in Alberta? I'm like September first. What the what? It's here, baby. Like you've been saying all week, the summer is over, and it's gone. I had to wear yeah. gloves in on my little bird ride in today. It was like six really? degrees, a little chilly. Yeah, it was no That's good. A chilly. Yeah, did not like it. And it smells like crap out there because of the smoke. Yeah. Okay. So ugh, okay, it's hard so to breathe. Two texts are fine. That's no good. That's a little chilly for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's the smoke that's worse than the cold, but it's fine. That game last night, too, on television, uh, it looked a little... Yeah, it did not look right. The air quality I mean, did not look right. credit the fans that showed out. Like, that was a decent... like a, Probably the best crowd they had all year. Eh? Oh, without a yeah. doubt. And they all wore black. Shout yeah. out. Well done. I'm going to take a little credit for that. Just a little bit. But here's the thing. Um, so the CFL at the beginning of the year, and credit to Donna Spencer for saying this uh, from the Associated Press... 
uh, the CFL at the beginning of the year because this has been an issue before and it's probably going to be an issue from now until forever, um, especially late season around Labor Day, was that like the CFL kind of told us that like the maximum smoke index they were going to play in was a seven and yesterday didn't get any lower than a nine. So <laughs> there was that, which... And I, I was probably high in Regina the, on Sunday, too. It was probably around at 8, because I know they were dealing with smoke out in the, uh, the Labor Day. And there Regina. was a lot of people upset that the Labor Day game was later than it usually oh, was. That, that the smoke was off. even worse during the day, so it was like, uh, I guess that's yeah. kind of nice. But, yeah, I don't know. I Yeah, the, the time shift, that that's not... The result a, was good, but yeah. all of the side storylines around it were kind of icky. But, uh, not but, uh, necessarily... For the stamps, like they were just kind of a, a, a part of the book, but it wasn't something they were necessarily yeah. writing. Had to cancel the flyover, yeah, which disappointed a lot. That's always fun watching the Jets fly over. All right, some text messages. Uh, first day was Thursday, so dumb. Our guy started on Friday for a half day. <laughs> like, wh- why? <laughs> I like it. He's a man. I, I, it's it's how I like to come back from vacation. I've done this twice, the last yeah. two times now. I come back, I work a Friday. I kind of wade myself into the water. Yeah. Uh, I I do a show, and then I get to enjoy the weekend and kind of mentally prepare for actually coming back and doing the show to my maximum capabilities. It's just a nice way to wade into the waters. You know, I assume it's a good day for the kids to go and get all the hooting and hollering <laughs> and, and all that and all the hooting. Can they even go outside? All the kid stuff they do. I don't yeah. know. Holding hands and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Holding oh, hands. And uh, and then when uh, Tuesday rolls around, you can actually start getting them to work. Your first full okay. day. All right. Uh, Wedley, my sister's a teacher. Our man Wedley in Bridalwood. Uh, my sister's a teacher. She went back Thursday with students. Huh. So yeah, that's the 31st. That's August. Yeah, I know. When I was, I was at uh, some appointments early on that on last Thursday and driving by some schools, there was kids lining up. And I'm like, oh, must be nice. Huh. Huh. I like learning stuff. Um, we got stuff to do today. I, ho- I had a whole thing on like school outfits. Your first day of school outfits thing I wanted to do. Oh, how fun. Okay. Yeah, it's like what was your favorite uh, back to school outfit? Cuz we all know when you went back to school, you had to have a new fit, Maddie. You had to get new drip as the kids say. Yeah. You had to look good. Mm-hmm. And I was just wanted to say, "Hey, what was your favorite back to school outfit growing up?" Because I specifically remember. Do you remember yours? Uh, I. D- you must. Not necessarily. I'm trying really? to think. Like I, I like to wear mine. graphic shirts, like t, like graphic band shirts, and stuff with dumb prints on it and stuff like that. Um, like the I was stupid shirt, and it's got an arrow at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, something with that. Like to that extent, that would be sure. that would be something that I would wear for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I I didn't necessarily. Fashion's never been my thing, George. I probably should have thought about it more, but it never clicked hmm. to the same extent. It's never too late. It's oh, never too late. I I'm quite fashionable now, George. Oh okay. Um, Patrick, do you have a favorite back to school outfit? Oh God. Uh... No, it was probably a like, hoodie and jeans. 
That's usually what I do now. But no, I was a Packers hat. It was always usually had like a Packers shirt or something like that because uh, you know I was close to the, the start of the years. Yeah, the NFL season getting ready for Week One. Yeah, I just wanted to like, just because like, huh. that was the one thing. Is like I always wanted to show off like who I cheered for as a kid because it was right. like so against everybody else. Because like I didn't cheer for any of the Calgary teams growing up, so everybody was a Calgary fan and whatnot. So that was always fun to be different. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little disappointed. GVP, did you have a favorite back to school outfit? Uh, growing up, I just basically wore just team jackets, like my team hockey track jacket, oh, baseball yeah. track jacket. Yeah, stuff yeah like the three day of school. That um, was what you guys... last September. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still in school last September. Uh, you guys wouldn't even get this. Uh, Wedley and Broadwood. Um, I think him and I are around the same vintage. Um, mine was British Knights shoes. Chip and Pepper hypercolor shirt and my Walkman, my Flames hat. <laughs> British Knights, I remember those shoes. Chip and Pepper? Yeah. Yeah, it's the hypercolor shirts. I remember going to parties in elementary school. And if you wore the hypercolor shirts, you put your hands on somebody, they, you know, their handprints would be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting my yeah. dad those like shirts that would change color in the sun. Okay. Those were like Father's Day gifts all the time. <laughs> they were like black and white, and you'd go out in the sunlight, and they'd turn into a color picture. You're like, wow, this is incredible. Dad's going to love this. Uh, Brad in Coventry Hills, uh, the, the Charlotte Hornets pullover starter jacket. It was so hot, and I was sweaty as hell. Oh, <laughs> why? <laughs> Those pullovers they are were um, flashy. Oh, got a good one. Um, my favorite but most memorable would have been solid black hoodie with white polka dots, a mohawk that I didn't put up because I was Oof. too lazy in skin-tight jeans. Nice. Wow. Sent it. My goodness. Mm, yeah, the mohawk's one that you really have to commit to. Like, I think yeah. that if you're someone that is maybe, like, a little bit of a procrastinator in the morning or someone who doesn't really like to get up and, and kind of make themselves look approachable at least... Maybe the mullet's not for you. Or the mohawk, you mean. Yes, that's exactly what I meant. Yes. Um, that's why I have a beard, because I don't like to shave. It just takes too long. Yeah, I, my beard is so terrible, or I totally I'm would like do a, the same thing. I have the I'm mustache like a, for essentially, because it cuts down half the time. <laughs> I uh, like If I shave, I have to at least do two swipes. Otherwise, there's no point even shaving. What do you mean by that? Two swipes. Like mean, you have to go over the uh, same spot twice? No, you go once like uh once against the grain to get the thick layer off. <laughs> and then the second one is with the grain to get the close shave. Oh, yeah, cuz you just with the gone... grain and then against the grain. That's what I meant. Yeah, I was going to say that's a lot of pulling if you're going against the grain the first time. No, with the Ouch. grain the first time and then against the grain the second time. Okay, yeah. Yeah, just to get the fine stuff. Yeah, I hear you. For yeah. sure. When was the last and time you like, shaved your beard, though? Oh, boy. Um, I think it's been... I think it's been about 10 years since I've shaved. Whoa. That's a lot. We're talking about beards, right? Pardon? Um, Yeah, like I... It's been a while. It's been a while! It's, it's been, been a while! while. Um, keep them rolling since in. I like I'm these. Sorry. I like these uh, back-to-school, your favorite back-to-school outfit. Um, I remember first day of school, back-to-school outfit. I was in grade six. You like this, Patrick. 
black jeans, some new sweet black Adidas shoes, <laughs> and a black long sleeve Varney France shirt, but not like the big, but just had the logo on the side, mm. and it was pink. The logo was pink. Nice. Was awesome. I go, man. I look tight today. Going back to school. <laughs> this this will do. Yeah. <laughs> look out, world. Yeah. I'm like, yep. Here we go. Back to school <laughs> right now. Got the um, strut in, feeling good about himself. He's high fiving uh, all his buddies in the hallway. Uh, Clinton Lethbridge, uh, finger guns to all the cute girls. <laughs> Okay, speaking of which, um, <laughs> what Clinton Lethbridge? Oh, uh, who could forget the Adidas tearaways? Oh yeah, that's a great. Okay, so Clint, um, I don't know if you've experienced this when uh, when you were younger and uh, you had a lady friend, and maybe she'd come over with the tearaway pants. Good times. Uh, Kelsey and Renfrew, uh, new pair of wing tips, <laughs> uh, bell bottom jeans, and a large collared pullover. This was the 70s, okay. after all. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Nice. I feel like there's just a lot of sweating in the 70s with what they wore. <laughs> yeah, everything looked warm. I think there was yeah, a, lot a lot of, of polyester. Yeah. yeah. They never look um, like everyone's like got a light sweat on in the films. Yeah. Like no matter where they are, just a little bit of a light sweat. Uh, my man Ned in uh, Coaldale. Uh, back in the day, it was a new pair of Doc Martens guest jeans with the green triangle and the No Fear T-shirts. No Fear? <laughs> no Fear T-shirts. Oh, boy. My favorite was the uh, the cheaper version, the No Surrender T-shirts. Uh, that is was that just a, like wait, 10 is, bucks cheaper. Is that a legit knockoff? Yes. Ooh. No Ooh. Surrender. Ooh, yuck. Yeah, not cool. No, not good. Oh, Scott and Okotoks. Uh, Levi's 501 jeans with my Reebok pumps. Yes, Scott. They brought back the Reebok pumps. They sure did. Yeah. Everyone was very I remember, excited. Patrick, you, you, you'll remember this. Uh, back in the day when D. Brown won the NBA Slam Dunk Contest and pumped up his shoes yeah. before he did the winning dunk. Yeah. What an incredible marketing ploy for I Reebok. Heard. Yeah, that was really... Yeah, those Reebok things were Reebok was really big, and then they kind of just faded out in like the sporting landscape because Adidas kind of bought them out and everything. But yeah, those Re- Reebok pumps were sick. I remember when they tried to do the pumps for the skates. Yes, I yes, did, yeah, did not work so well. It was like a year, and then like they just faded away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were pretty big because Crosby wore them. Yep, they so, sure were. Yeah. But like the marketing just your... behind them, they only had like ran like one year set of commercials, I think, for them, and then they just dropped off. And then there were the other ones that they tried to uh, get ahead of the curve on. And they had the dial on them. Yeah, and then they'd get hit by a puck and break. Break it. Oh, well, I guess you're not getting out <laughs> well, of these ones. Okay, I'm stuck in these now. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> who doesn't want their skate extra extra tight? Oh, oh yeah, right. Pump. Yeah, I want. I don't my, like feeling my feet. I don't want any movement in yeah. my ankle joints. I want it rigid. I want to be yep. like like a yeah. peg leg from like my foot to my knee. I, I want the like the skate is part of me. No, it's attached to my foot. That's not it. <laughs> no, the most beautiful skates. The most beautiful skates ever was when Sergei Fedorov wore the white Nikes. Like they're incredible. <laughs> Like those things were a vision. I'm sure he and was very much faster because they were white too. They oh, yeah. were, but again, like you have to be. It's like when those skates came out. If you're wearing the Sergey Fedorov skates, you better be as good as Sergey Fedorov. Like because otherwise, it's you can't you can't be like 
You can't be on your ankles wearing the Sergey Fedorov white Nikes out there in, in a pickup game. You just can't. You got to be far and away. If you're wearing white skates, you got to be far and away the best player in the league. Oh, I think yeah. that's pretty much how it works. There are certain parts of gear like that... Matt Rose, a uh, banging off the glass defenseman, can't wear white Nike skates playing hockey. Well, I've got considerable drip for an off the glass and out defenseman, but I'll hear okay. your interview for a second, I guess. Um, yeah, there's certain things that you can only wear if you are truly a professional or good at the sport. Um, that's certainly one of them. Um, I think that there's, uh, like the, the speed glasses in baseball. When I see guys come up and they've got the speed glasses or they've got a batting yep. helmet, I'm like, okay, this guy's okay. Look out or a batting um, helmet in what? Uh, I've played in tournaments before where people have had a batting helmet and slow pitch in slow pitch. Oh, oh. maybe it was no. the pitcher who was wearing it. It was last year. It okay. Was okay. No well, that's pitch. different. It was definitely sure. the pitcher. Um, okay. Because you don't want to take it off the beam. Yeah, okay, I 100%. Get it. Yeah, people... But a batting helmet for a ball that travels like five miles an hour and it's an arc? Are you kidding me? And you can't then, even get hurt by that. And then the other one would be a visor in hockey. Like a clouded, mm. tinted visor. Mirror visor. Yeah. Yeah, mirrored. You don't see that so much anymore. Even like just like kind of a dark, cloudy tint. You know? It's like my take on bucket hats in golf. Either... <laughs> Either you're really good, like Joel Damon, or you're really bad. I don't think there's an in-between when it comes to bucket hats. We were behind a group on the weekend, and the gentleman in front of us was wearing a fedora, and I did not think he was good oh, enough to be rocking no. the fedora. A fed- who are you playing in front of, Walter Hagen? Like, who are you playing in front of? He was in front of us. I don't know, some dude. Man, that was a really good golf joke that just didn't land. Sorry, dude. No, I know. I'm just like, man, that was clever. <laughs> and nothing. So Walter Hagen would wear like like a like a full on tux golfing. He also died in nineteen sixty nine, so that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. But again but again, Third if you most watch majors. the movie if you watch the movie Bagger Vance, yeah. Walter Hagen was in that movie. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. With Mr. Bobby Jones, yes, too. Yes. Yes. Will Smith's in uh, that? All right. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Natural swing, natural swing. Okay, uh, we got stuff to do today. Um, send us your favorite back to school outfit. Nine sixty, nine sixty. Name and location. These are cool. Joel and Okotoks. Uh, the Aikida lockup jeans. Don't lose the key. <laughs> mm. Yes, Wait, IKEA jeans. IKEA. Ike- I- oh, the Aikida. Thank goodness. Aikida, not IKEA. Did I say IKEA? <laughs> no, you said I heard IKEA. I. Sorry, I don't know the company. IKEA. It. It's fine. You get some delicious meatballs with your jeans. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Aikida. And you can just lock them right in there so no one can steal yeah, them from you. Napoleon, give me your tater tots. Everyone's always you trying to get my right. meatballs. I wish Tater-tots. I had a solution for this. Um, nine sixty nine sixty name and location. Uh, we got a lot to do. Um, Elliot Friedman had an interesting clip on Elias Lindholm. Uh, we'll play that at the top of the next hour. Uh, Canada with a monstrous win over Spain at the FIBAs. Uh, NFL season's about to kick off. We'll talk to Charles Davis. We'll talk to Michael Grange. Uh, our man Julian McKenzie is going to join us. Who, by the way, I saw him in the uh, with our man John Bender yesterday on the socials. Uh, he was the A in Stampeders. Yes. Now, 
I, I had a it's a bit of it was a, a bit of bone to pick with Mr. John Bender. It was supposed to be the blackout. Why are they wearing white Stampeder shirts? I appreciate the uh you know the 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 spirit, but maybe the shirt should have been black. I think that it was the blackout yesterday. The uh the shirts were in production well before the stamps started pushing the blackout. Um I talked about this with him on Stamps Hour on Saturday because yeah, they sure enough weren't the right color, but the blackout, like they really started pushing it like kind of seven to ten days before the game. Like Dave came on with us on what the Wednesday that was what five days before and, and talked about the blackout and yeah, I, I just think he ordered it too early. He he was very excited about the shirts for Labor Day and didn't know they were gonna do You can't black. wear white after Labor Day, so that was probably, you know, he yeah, thank stop. you. Sure. He has to stop That's after pa- you. Patrick and I live by that because Patrick and I definitely never wear socks on our yachts too. Right, Patrick? Damn right. So we would never do that on a yacht, too. Much like we never wear white after Labor Day. Why don't we wear white after Labor Day? No, it's just some it's... snooty fashion thing. You're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day. Is it? Is that it? Like, I always wondered yes. if it was like something where it's like, hey, it's no. kind of disrespectful. <laughs> like, Labor Day... No. <laughs> no. Like, you, you no, should... it's something stupid. Mm. So, like, I could still wear white without, like, offending anybody? So... Uh, so wearing we'll, white after Labor Day meant you were someone who had the means to have end of summer vacations. That was it was, it was a 1900s saying. Oh, you wore yeah, white. You, you went on vacation. You were successful. Very, you wore your nice clothes. Whatever. Very old timey this morning. Yeah. 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 Very uh, old. O L D E. Old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the D's like the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Symbol. Exactly. So we will ask. We we will ask. Julian McKenzie, uh, why he got the letter A, and was he like so excited about this with our man John Bender? And I did learn something. We have a Stamps Hour show. When yeah, does that I've, air? I've been doing Saturdays. this every Saturday. <laughs> I've told you what about this it air, before. Right? Eleven before usually? Jay's games. Yeah. Patty and I do it. Oh, okay. Interesting. This week's will be like a pregame show, kind of. Are we? Oh, we have a hip. Do we have a hitman show on this? Yeah, we do hitman hockey hour. Hazam has it. Oh, when does that start? That uh, should be coming up here soon. They start up in Couple like two weeks. They're training. Like I said, Hitman. Yeah, I was gonna roast. I was gonna roast you for that. That was egregious. <laughs> you should. That's the time you should have roasted me. How about hey? How are the Calgary Hitman how, how doing? I'm Hitman. Hitman hockey. Hey, how are the Calgary Hitman doing? Ugh, gosh, <laughs> that ref last back. night in the Stamps game kept saying Calgary. Oh, oh yeah. Oh man, he was bad. Calgary Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shoot you right into the sun. Yeah, not good. Not good. So that season starts soon, too, right? Yeah. What, what other shows do we have on the station that I'm not aware of? Uh, that's that's it for local. Is that it? That's it for the local stuff, yeah. Because I have heard uh, Maddie do, like, uh, the Hitman stuff God, just while terrible. driving around. Just gross. Uh, yeah, he does the pre and post. post yeah, yeah, I've heard him. Mind. Yeah. I've heard him do, do that. Yeah. And uh, I have heard... Uh, our man GBP and Azam break down playoff hockey. I have heard that, that was a too. Sportsnet Tonight thing they did, right after the games, okay. after the broadcast. Some Wranglers stuff right. too. Yeah, Wranglers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do oh, we have a Wrangler show? No, I don't know what's going on with the Wranglers. It's very hard to nail down what's happening with this group of players. Their training camp is later. They're, everything was so up in the air with their games last year. It's one of those things you just kind of wait and see. Maybe we should do a Wrangler show then, so people can keep track of everything. 
Yeah, you you gonna do it? As long as you're getting paid for yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I should be the one doing a Wrangler show. <laughs> Tell me how good Connor Zari is, and yeah, how close listen, is he to call up? Listen, they blew up my Sunday show. So what? What do you want me to do? I, I'm I'm only working five days a week now. Yeah, you got an extra day, man. No inside the lines you, anymore. You so. can make breakfast on Sundays. <laughs> No, you know what I'm going to do, uh, Patrick? I'm going to sleep in on Sundays and watch football. Totally That's totally fine, plan. too. That yeah, it's going to be the plan for You don't even guy. have to watch any of the crappy pregames. Just roll in at 11. Yeah. <laughs> have my bets in the night before yep. and just wake up like in the middle of the first quarters. Love it. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. The middle of the that's first quarters? It's like yeah. 11.30. Yeah. That's late. Yeah. I, There's I like so to much catch day up gone. on the weekends. I like to catch up on the weekends. Yeah. Oh, but, you don't like seeing that first touchdown on like, Sunday? What, what time like, did you stay up to on a on the Saturday? On a you know, Saturday. Yeah, but you know I go to bed late on weekends. I guess. I just don't like, like what, am stay- I going to bed at 10 on a Saturday? No, I don't do that. I went to bed at, uh, what is it? I went to bed, I think, at 11, and I slept until 10 o'clock on Friday. It was amazing. That's oh, nice. Good. Your body needed that. Oh, boy. Like the, I, the kid was a little beat up. I went to bed last night at one thirty because I was watching Zverev and Sinner at the U.S. Open. They were late, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and then there was an unfortunate uh, somebody from the crowd yelled something he really shouldn't have meant. Yelled out at Zverev. Yeah, you didn't see this. No, <laughs> no. Uh, so some dude uh, in the crowd, while Zverev's about to serve in the uh, fourth set, mm-hmm. yelled out uh, a very. Um, um, he did say, they said on the broadcast, it was a Hitler saying, one of his famous Hitler sayings. Okay. Ooh. And Zverev's like, we can't do this. Uh, you can't yell that out. And then the umpire turned around and was like, who said that? <laughs> and was like accosting the crowd. Oh, jeez. And then, and then apparently Brad Gilbert on the ESPN broadcast helped the security pick out the guy. Wow. Who yelled really? Out. Good. <laughs> okay. But the, the most fascinating part of the story is number one. Uh, the guy's a scumbag for doing that. You can't say stuff like that in a public setting, or you, even ever. Yeah, the, like don't don't be don't, doing that. Don't need to set a parameter on that one. But the most like the the most mind blowing thing is apparently he was with a lady friend, wife, girlfriend, sister. I don't know who it was. She stayed. <laughs> oh, hey, I paid for like, these. She cut her cut her association at that point. She's like, yeah, I didn't know he talked like that. That's that's too much. Yeah, for I don't know, but she's kept in her seat. Hmm. I like. Is that? Hmm. Yeah, I guess. So that happened. So I watched that at uh, one in the morning. I was up to like one thirty watching the U.S. Open. Hmm. And now your boy plays what today? This morning? Yeah, of course. Because again, it makes total sense that uh, he'd play uh, the top-ranked American, Taylor Fritz. Um, and they would play in the afternoon in the middle of the sweltering heat, and I'm sure they'll open the roof. But yesterday, oh, there was a chance of rain, so they kept the roof closed for the for the Carlos Alcaraz match. But let's have an American and Novak Djokovic play in the day when that should be prime time at the U.S. Open. But whatever. It's fine. <laughs> they want him to move forward. They don't want to do these things because they know everyone struggles in the heat. So let's put him in the middle of the day session in the hottest part of the day against an American. Let's put it in the day. Don't you just you hate me? Don't you just hate that everyone's out to get Novak? Um, listen, 
I'm just saying it doesn't make sense. Mm. Aaron Rodgers was a big fan of Novak watching him yeah, there last week. That. The hashtag Sweet. Novak. Listen, <laughs> thank God, uh, you know, I, because he's such a danger to the people of the United States. They didn't let him in the country the last couple no, of years. It, like, oh, thank God he's there. Like, oh, he's killing people. Okay. I'll stop. Um, yeah, that's enough. Okay. Uh, that's enough Novak Djokovic this morning for me. Hey, do you want me to talk about how he was detained in Australia? Okay. Um, we got lots to do. Um, <laughs> That was a Julian funny McKenzie three years, eh? What's that? That was a funny three years. No, he was a criminal, Patrick. I know. I know. Um, so, uh, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, hasn't done so much philanthropy work either. Um, okay. So, uh, we got an Elias Lane home clip we want to play at the top of the hour about uh, Ellie Freeman giving us an update on that. That's fun. Then we'll talk to Julian McKenzie. 8 o'clock, our man Charles Davis on the National Football League. 8.30, we'll talk to Michael Grange on Canada. And Italy and the United States about to tip it off. Yeah. Kibas right Doing now. the entrance, uh, the intros. That's fun. Quite the intro. I haven't watched one of these intros yet. Yeah, it's very snazzy. Yeah, they have the dancing and stuff. Is yeah, dope. it's snazzy. But uh, straight ahead, uh, the star of the show, The Rose Report, starring uh, Maddie Rose. Uh, do you have anything special for us today in The Rose Report? I do have a little Aww. bit of something special. Um, captains are out. We're doing something new. Okay. Also, I have a story to do about what if your dream vacation was ruined by a specific incident. Okay. I'll do that later what on. What is this, White Lotus? Oh. <laughs> Look at, see, George, that I is called a, that is called a hip reference. That is one that everybody yeah, I, can and get. And I understood it. Yeah. Um, and Not the Walter Hagen. Back to <laughs> yeah, no Walter Hagen. <laughs> Your fa- <laughs> Just because I know sports. See, there's a difference. No, that's... A, that's a... <laughs> no, there is no. <laughs> Patrick knows who Walter Hagen is. Did you know who Walter Hagen was? I don't think... I did didn't, I did not know, actually. No, you didn't I had know. To Google, like, no one knows okay, who Walter well, Hagen is. But I'm like, I should know. You know he's one of the third like... most majors behind Jack and Tiger. Yes! <laughs> you know what it is, too? It's like, there's so many sports... That he never won the about. Masters. It's so many sports I could talk about. It's just, yeah, it's just all right. Okay. All right, I'll stop. <laughs> just so much untapped potential. Um, by the way, suck on that, Lithuania. Serbia beat them today. Um, okay, so let's go. Um, Rose Report straight ahead. Uh, your dream vacation. Could you imagine if it was ruined by this? Uh, a lot of flames talk. It's back to school in some places. They've already been back to school. I'm confused. But give us your best, your favorite back-to-school outfit. Uh, it is uh, the big show. It's George. It's Maddie Rose. It's Patrick. It's GVP. Do we have anybody else there, or is that it? Just us, baby. Okay, good. Uh, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Straight ahead, Elliot Friedman on his 32 Thoughts podcast, along with Jeff Merrick, gave us sort of an update on the Elias Lindholm contract situation. We'll play that audio for you at the top of the hour. Was out to Julian McKenzie, who covers the Flames for The Athletic at 7.30. Charles Davis, NFL on CBS Analyst at 8 o'clock. And Michael Grange on Canada punching their ticket to Paris at the FIBAs. And uh, what if your dream vacation was ruined by an incident? All uh, straight ahead on the big show. But right now, 
probably my favorite part of the entire show. It's the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match, and then they'll beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Well, hello, friends. Hope you had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Lots of stuff to get to from the weekend. The Jays have played four games since we last spoke. Canada is going to be at the freaking Paris Olympics for basketball, and the Stamps pulled one out of the fire at McMahon Stadium yesterday. Lots to get to. We'll waste very little time. Over the weekend, the Jays did beat the Rockies. They took two of three in that weekend set at Coors Field. Lots of youth in Colorado due to injuries. Lots of youth for the Jays in Colorado due to some of their injuries. Sunday's lineup, for example, featured Davis Schneider at second, Spencer Horwitz at first, Ernie Clement at short, and Tyler Heineman catching Kevin Gossman. Those four combined to go seven for 15, couple of walks, four RBI, and three runs. It also included Spencer Horwitz's first career home run, a solo shot in the fourth to tie the game that they would eventually win on Sunday. By taking two of three, the Jays, George, they were only a game and a half back of both Texas and Houston going into Labor Day. A pretty solid weekend in Colorado, minus the little bit of a stinker in the second game there. Yeah, um, it was a, it was a series they just had to have. like, and, and that's something we talked about heading into the stretch of the, the Rockies, the A's, and the Royals, is these are just must-win series. And you're right, it was sloppy, but... Uh, David Schneider continues to be Babe Schneider for the Blue Jays and playing the role of hero in that series in Colorado, too. That had the group riding high into this series with the Oakland A's. They're currently in a three-gamer. The opener yesterday, Jose Barrios was on the bump. 24-year-old rookie Louis Medina starting for Oakland. Jays couldn't get to him until the fifth. Wasn't the long ball, but they did manage to put some runs on the board. Pitch to KK. Broken back. Roar in the middle of the diamond. Picked up at short by Allen. Thrown to first in time. That's a double play. The Blue Jays will score Alejandro Kirk. The 0-2. A liner into right field. Down for a base hit. Off near the line. Brown will cut it off before it gets into the corner. Varsho comes in on the RBI. Double from Springer. And the Blue Jays have a 2-0 lead. 2-1. Is line to left. That'll skip in. A base hit. Springer speeds around third. He's coming in to score. By the third, they had already by the third run, pardon me, they had already chased Medina. Jose Barrios would lead the game after six innings. He did give up a couple of solo home runs, but left with a three-two lead intact. Four hits against, one walk, seven strikeouts before he gave way to Jimmy Garcia. Ran into a bit of a trouble with the long bomb as well. The 0-1. That sky. High, deep, out to left. Varsho back. Turns around at the wall, and it is gone. A game-tying home run off the bat of Jordan Diaz. Allows just the one run, 10th of the season for Jordan Diaz. That's the fourth-blown save of the season for Garcia. Top of the eighth, the Jays would get a man on second, but they could not cash. Top ninth, couldn't get anybody on base. That in part due to a great diving grab by Tony Kemp, who robbed Varsho of a hit. Then Jordan Romano helped Yenesis Cabrera get the game to extra innings. Top of 10, tied at three. Santiago Espinal is the guy that appears on our screen, and he swings at the first pitch, and he laces it into left field, a base hit. McCoy can score easily. Vigio slams the 3-1 to the gap in right center field, down for a base hit. Espinal can cruise in and score. 2-0. Here's a fastball, line to left field, base hit. Here comes Vigio, he will score. 
Vladimir Guerrero Jr. racing around the bases, and he is coming in to score. Yeah, and that's good. Three runs, the top of the ninth. Great to see, and good thing Vladdy got in there because the first batter in the bottom of the tenth. One, two. That's hit in the air out to right field, and it's going to go. That's a home run over the head of Springer. Lawrence Butler just hit a two-run home run. That one off Jordan Romano. It's going to go. It's going to go. Romano gives up the two-run shot on just his fourth pitch thrown in the inning. That made things just a little bit dicey, George. On one. Slider bounce out to the shortstop. McCoy over to Biggio. On to first in time to finish the ball game. The Blue Jays need it a tenth. They rally for three. Hold on for a 6-5 win. Big swings in the tenth inning from Santiago Espinal, Kevin Biggio, and Spencer Horowitz. Help the Blue Jays grab their series opener in Oakland on this Labor Day. Did I say it was a little bit dicey? I meant it was never in doubt. Pulled from the fire. Didn't lose to the A's. 6-5 the final score. Just a little bit closer to the playoffs, George. Yeah, um, the crowd in Oakland yesterday uh, for a Labor Day Monday. Uh, Bumping. It looked very apocalyptic. Uh, There's really nobody there. You can really see Uh, all of the designs that they make with the seats in the outfield. Yes, you definitely can. Um, there's something we've been talking about and uh, I've been harping on all season, how it seemingly feels like the Blue Jays can't get it done with runners in scoring position. Yeah. You know who the best team in baseball is since August 1st with runners in scoring position? Is it the Toronto Blue Jays? Correct. Oh, really? That yeah. feels like they've been winning games since then, too. Yeah. You know, and, it's, uh, and it's funny. They were over 500 for the month of August, too. I think they went 12 and 11. Well, that's not bad. In the month that's of August, good. which isn't that it's, bad. It's 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 just that Seattle did what they did. But yeah. now that Houston yeah. and Texas, they got a big series coming up here this weekend or this week coming up. It does feel a little bit better mm-hmm. entering into this stretch of weak teams. They got to finish it. They got to finish Oakland and Kansas City. Well, again, and, and Patrick, while you were gone, I was really, well, even before you had your little vacay, I said that uh, the Rangers are the team I had my eye on to yeah. kind of mm-hmm. yeah. blow this. Their pitching is um, coming back to earth. and uh, Yeah, their bullpen yeah. stinks. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a crucial series coming up with the Rangers, the Blue Jays. Again, I expect them to make the playoffs. I think it'd be a catastrophe of a season if this team doesn't make it, and they're still just patiently waiting for Chapman and Bo to come back too. But these call-ups are pinching Ugh, in, too. Clement, like, Horowitz, obviously Babe Schneider. Like, yeah. They, yeah, it's something like, like, well, the Jays don't have a lot of prospects. Yeah, they don't have a lot of big-name guys. But these guys have been in the system for a while. They've been yeah. around John Schneider. They've been around working in Dunedin. It's mm-hmm. That's one thing Toronto did over the last few years is, is really fix that developmental system. And it's showing out here. Yeah. And George Springer's bat starting to wake up yeah. again. Uh, Vlad's huge, doing huge all right. Month. Vlad's yeah. doing all right here. Okay, okay, but real quick on Vlad. How the hell is he not running out of the box? Yeah. In Colorado. Yeah. Like, no, it's it's inexcusable. Like, you can't do that. Like, he's pimping a home run, and then all of a sudden almost gets thrown out at second base. He has to make an incredible slide to avoid the tag. Yeah. It's like if he was just running out of the box, he makes it to second, no problem. He's pimping a home run. In a series, in a game that the Blue Jays pretty much have to win every game out here. Like, every game is crucial. And you have your guy who's supposed to be your franchise, Bobichot's the franchise, like, just pimping a home run. I know they do it a lot now in baseball, but at this time of year, you can't do that. Especially if you're Vlad Jr., when you're not having the season everybody thought you were going to have. I guess. He didn't get out, though. 
Oh, yeah. okay, but that's not Colorado. the point. It's Colorado. The balls fly pretty far. Like if it looked like it was going to go the yard, point. he should be running out of the box. Those type of things just drive managers the... nuts. That's the thing. Exactly. And what if he would have got thrown out at second? What like, if? Come on, man, run. Anyway, okay. it's definitely not his strong suit. He's no. faster than he. No, he's he's fast, dude. He is. Like even they they clock the how fast they run. He's. He's an above-average speed guy, believe it or not. Yeah, but it's not his strong suit. Well, he's not. I'm not saying he's Alejandro Kirk, for God's sake. No, but he's got five stolen bases this year. Yeah, he's, he had eight he last a fine year. Job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he he can run. It's just he was pipping that home run, and you can't do Faster that in these situations. Uh, yeah. The Jays are chasing, like we talked about. It's mostly the Rangers, but the top three teams in the AL West are all within striking distance. The Mariners, the Astros at the top of the division. The Rangers are a game back. Astros and Rangers are in wild cards two and three. The Rays way out in front in the first wild card in. The thing is, the Rangers and the Astros got a little three-game set underway. Yesterday was game one. I think the result is what Jays fans were looking for. Oh, one pitch is driven to left center field. Long way. <laughs> Three-point shot from way downtown for Diaz. Wait, what sport is this? It's 11-5 Houston in the Lone Star Series. From Albuquerque, uh, Houston would win this game by a 13-6 score. That call on KBME out of Houston on the Diaz. Three-run shot that made it 11-5. And that was a good result for the Blue Jays because now they're just a half game back of Texas mm-hmm. and a game and a half back of both the Astros and the Mariners because the Mariners also lost to the Reds. How monstrous is that four-game series against the Rangers going to be for the Blue Jays? Gigantic. <laughs> they might have a slight lead going into it. Would not be surprised. Let's sure. look to today then. Jays and A's, they continue at 740 on Sportsnet West. Late one. Chris Bassett goes for Toronto. You can also watch the Reds and the Mariners on Sportsnet 1. That's going to be a 4.30 start. It's a little appetizer for you. Astros and Rangers will also play just after 6, but that one not on the Sportsnet television network. Should also mention the Angels have fallen out of the race, but Shohei Otani is still batting despite needing some sort of procedure for his elbow injury. It's going to keep him from pitching for at least the rest of this year. Otani's agent, Nez Bolello, told the media yesterday, Otani looking at possible treatments and procedures may not be Tommy John and he's going to be able to uh, participate next year. Shoei is going yeah, to be um, in somebody's lineup next year, DHing when the bell rings. We know that. We're not going to push that. He's, he's going to be good to go. Um, and you know that's where it's at. So I, it's a long-winded answer, but I want. Yeah, it gets more long-winded. I don't know if you watched this video, George. It was impressive. No. Uh, that sounds like a guy who's like, uh, "Shut up, idiots! Don't worry about his elbow. Uh, he's <laughs> he, going to make five hundred million dollars." In many instances over the course of this press conference, he goes, "I just want you guys to report and to tell the world." That's a sentence that he says multiple, multiple times throughout the course of this. But I'm a big fan because you know what he does, George? This guy likes to play a little doctor. Last time was um, way up top, the, okay. the, the farthest uh, area that you can get on top. Okay. And this one is about as low as you can get. So it's completely different. And when you sure. take the, 
the lowest extremity that you can on a ligament that's close to the bone. Uh -huh. That's where right. this problem lies. Okay. And wow. so the ligament itself, because there's been some false reporting out there, the ligament itself that Shoei had. You, you need more of that, George? Have you learned enough doctors? No, <laughs> okay, perfect. The we'll keep going. The graft that he was put in with the, um, the native ligament back in 18 is all together, uh -huh. all intact. No problems. Everything looks good. See? No problem. So what are you complaining about? about? Doctor, what are you complaining about? How much about? is Dr. James Andrews rolling his eyes <laughs> listening to that? <laughs> Oh, wait, there's more? So that's a, a real positive to take away from this. And again, I'm trying to create as much positive narrative as I can because I want you to understand that when a doctor, multiple doctors, looked at this and said, this is best scenario, <laughs> this is best case scenario. See, scenario? This is best case scenario, George. Okay. Somebody's going to make that. Uh, somebody's going to oh, have yeah. him on their team next year, and uh, we'll see what happens with that elbow. I think it's hilarious yeah. that he's going to attempt to pitch with it, or yeah, if they no, think they're going to pitch with it. No. I think they should just completely shut him down for next season and yeah. he comes back healthy for 25. Yeah, there's no, like, even if it was like, hey, the Angels want to sign, like, who's it, Adnan or somebody said John Morosi last week or two weeks ago said, even if he signs up one year with L.A., get him to free agency in 2025. Like, yeah. just, like, if that's the case here. Like, what makes Shohei Otani Shohei Otani is his... his incredible starting pitching too yeah like like oh he hits 45 home runs and is a great batter well there's a lot of great batters matt olsen in atlanta is pretty damn good <laughs> ronald acuna yeah. jr is pretty damn good but the right. one thing that makes shohei great is right he can do both he's a great he's a great starter too yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it'd be fascinating to watch how the rest of this plays out because he's the biggest superstar we've seen in the sport since I don't know. I was going to say Mike Trout, but it's probably someone before Mike Trout. Griffey. And yeah. this is such a fork in the road for his entire career. This is going to be fascinating to see how it all plays out. But let's switch the notes a little bit here. Uh, Canada at the Phoebus had a huge game against Spain Sunday morning. Canada had a couple of hefty deficits in this game, but each time they fought back. They got it all the way down to the wire. Shane Gilgis-Alexander hit a couple of free throws to give Canada a three-point lead in the dying moments. Dan Shulman had the call. Again, he swishes them both. Last chance for Spain. Abrinas. And Canada wins. <laughs> Canada fights back and takes down Spain in an incredible game. They have moved on to the quarterfinals. Olympics next year in Paris. Yes, sir. Paris 2024 will feature Canada for the first time since the year 2000. 88-85, your final score. Jay Gilgis-Alexander, a game high, 30 points. It was a lot of adversity. They played really well around the game from start to finish. It's a really good team over there. Hats off to them. Um, but I think our group just wanted a little bit more. We knew it was at stake, and we were willing to do whatever it took, and we ended up getting it done. He was awesome, don't get me wrong, but George, but George, the Cobra. <laughs> yeah, he hit some amazing <laughs> clutch shots. Um, he does totally, and you're talking about Dylan Brooks, yeah. totally looks like a Cobra. Um, he played like a Cobra. He was very venomous in that uh, game against the Spaniards. 
hit some monster threes. His defense was just so tenacious, too. Got that one unsportsmanlike foul, which he probably deserved. But he was all over the basketball. And like what a and then we'll talk to Michael Grange about this later on. Like what a just a turning point with how you look at Canada basketball. Much like the way Canada's men's soccer team won all these big games en route to qualifying for the World Cup. You get the same vibes around Canada basketball Mm -hmm. and how how awesome is it, Patrick, to have a closer like Shea Gilgis yeah. Alexander, like a guy who's one of the best players in the NBA, having his coming out party in this tournament, and that step back late was oh. just oh. filthy. Oh. Where he buckled Buddy's ankles, <laughs> and the guy, the guy was like ninety-one percent from the free throw line um, in uh, the in NBA season. season, yeah. And you know he wasn't going to miss any of those. And it's just, and credit Canada, like they were down double digits twice yeah. to the world champion Spain. Like this isn't, this isn't like they they barely beat Lithuania or they barely beat Lebanon. No, this is Spain, and they got it done, and they're going to the Olympics. And they'll have Andrew Wiggins hopefully and Jamal Murray in Paris next year to make this team even stronger. Good times ahead for Canada basketball. We'll talk to Michael Grange at eight thirty. Latvia also advanced to the quarters. First quarterfinal match is over. Bogdan Bogdanovic led Serbia to an 87-68 victory over Lithuania. Serbia gets the winner of Canada and Slovenia Wednesday morning. That'll go 6.30 tomorrow. The other quarterfinal tomorrow has Germany facing Latvia. The USA and Italy are currently underway. You can actually watch this on Sportsnet West. The Americans currently out to a six-point lead. You know who's like just about eight minutes gone in the first on quarter? On their way to becoming one of the best players in the NBA, George? Tyrese Halliburton? No, Anthony Edwards. Oh, okay. Yeah? No, Anthony Edwards is going, like, that guy. This, this, you talk about coming out parties at World Cup, and I don't know how many American and NBA fans are really paying attention to this thing, but Anthony Edwards' tournament and what he's doing with the T Wolves, that's a player to watch going forward here. Well, even Austin Reeves, right? Hillbilly Kobe. Yeah. He's playing great <laughs> for the Americans. Like, Bancaro's, yep. he's, he's, he's playing phenomenal as well. Like, again, Americans are good, man. Like, no no secret. But uh, I think Canada could give them a run if they meet him in the gold medal. Hell yeah, man. I mean, all they got to get through is Luka Doncic, right? All they got to get through is Luka Doncic. And they're it's in the they well, Slovenia, then so they got to beat Serbia, then they yep. got to get to the Americans. Yeah. Tough uh, road ahead. Yeah. Also, CFL Labor Day weekend. It's come and gone. Biggest weekend of the CFL regular season. Calgary had a do or die game with the Elks, which is not really usually the case for this game. There was a bit of smoke. The black jerseys were out. No flyover because of the smoke, unfortunately. But the game did go on. Calgary had the same issues they've had all year in the first half. Not bad on defense, but not great. And the offense could only convert field goals and no touchdowns. They trailed 18-10 at the half after a field goal to kill the first half by Rene Paradis. Trey Ford used his legs to scamper all over the field. I don't know about you, George, if you saw this play or not. There was about five minutes left in the third. He goes on this run where he goes back in the pocket. He drops back. He scrambles out. He avoids three defensive linemen. And then it's like high school football. He goes from the left side of the football. He goes yep. north. He goes east. He goes west. And eventually it ends up being a 33-yard run. He ran over 104 yards on just the one play. Yeah. Um, I thought that game was fantastic last night. I watched a big chunk of it. I'm not going to lie to you. The end was awesome, you. man. I'm going to be honest with you. I watched a lot of that game last night. And uh, watching him, I'm like, what were the what were the Elks doing? I don't know. Like, like they, Taylor Cornelius. Is it Taylor or Tyler? Taylor. Taylor. I don't know. Had to be. Whatever. Had it the first time. Um, they signed this guy. 
for how much, and he stinks. And then here's some hot CFL talk. And then they get the kid from Niagara Falls, shout out, and he goes in there and dominates. And he's like, he ran the most yards ever for a Canadian quarterback last night. And he's fast. He, he's almost impossible to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has he's well, incredibly fun to the broadcast watch. last night. Uh, he has 440 speed, which I'm skeptical about. But it's sure. close. It's definitely He's close. Fast boy. Chris Jones yeah. compares him to he got a little bit of old Doug Flutie and Kyler Murray. That's what Chris Jones Dude, there was a lot yeah. of times yesterday where he scrambled out and yeah. kind of made a guy miss. And you're like, that was Kyler Murray when the Cardinals were actually good. Yeah, before the ACL Before tear, he blew before out his ACL games. injury and, and ruined the franchise. Well, it's not his fault, but they're just a terrible franchise. But it's fine. Totally fine. Uh, he was good, and but good on Calgary. Three straight like, touchdowns yeah. late in the game, uh, the last of which put them up thirty-five to thirty-one. That would be all that they needed. They come from behind. They trailed at most by fifteen points, and they beat the Elks. You know how we do it. You know I mean business yeah. when I'm in all black. Mean business <laughs> when I'm in all black. That was Mark and Michelle after the game. Rematch come on Saturday. Sounds like Calgary did lose. Both Titus Wall and Michael yeah. Griffin to possible season-ending injuries. Uh, both play the same position. That's Sam Linebacker. So that'll be something to keep an eye on at practice when they return to the field on Wednesday, George. Now, now, real quick, um, I had no idea this was actually the case because I didn't look at the PDF from the CFL. But after last night, um, I was shocked by this stat. Jake Mayer leads the CFL in yards passing. Yeah, yep. he has all year, really. He had that 400-yard game against... He's had a couple uh, explosive yeah. games. Like, yeah. But I mean, like, for... High interception, yeah, offense, high touchdown. It's like... like more, He's got more interceptions than touchdowns. Oh, that's... George, they get it in the red zone all the time, and then they kick a field goal. Yeah. Yeah. Renee Paradis should get people... He should be getting paid by the field goal. That guy would be really cashing <laughs> in. I don't know if he expected to be doing this much work mm-hmm. yeah, in no a kidding. season where he was also preparing to become a firefighter. I wonder what the team record <laughs> is for kicks uh, made in a season. Because I think okay, he's probably honestly, on pace. Sh- but honestly, should that game have been played last night? Uh, because the smoke? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I defer to the The thing players. is, it's not going anywhere for a while, so you're kind of stuck with it. Yeah. And the schedule. Like, should it should it have been rescheduled? Yes. Where could they reschedule it? I don't know. I didn't see a spot that made sense. They have right. a bye week know. coming up, but you don't want to lose your bye week. Yeah. Edmonton like, will be playing, too. Like I said earlier, like, this is kind of, like, unless we start making some very drastic changes, like, overall. No. Like, as a society, yeah. we're going to have smoke in yep. Calgary in August from now until forever. Yep. This is it. So, this is life, guys. Yeah. Buckle up. Uh, congrats to the Stamps for breaking their two-game losing streak. Woo! Free. Cavalry just can't... Oh, yeah, thank you. Cavalry just can't stop winning. Back on Saturday, a 2-1 victory on the road over at Letico, Ottawa. Patty, you watch this one? Yeah. Uh, what'd you see from the group that's now staying at the top of the table? They're four points clear of both it's, Pacific it, and Forge. It's a team that is evolving more and more each time they get out there. It's this, It's this, It's generally the same group. It's, it's kind of the same group that's been here for the general group of the CPL existence of the Cavs and and now Tommy's been pulling them in here and getting all the they're finding getting their formation down and and adding a guy like William Accio uh, who came over midway through the summer uh, he just can't stop scoring this, this is a good group four points clear at the top of the table now two more on the road before they come home uh, for three to close out the rest of the year there's only like six or seven games left in the season so yep. and plus there's two uh, two uh 
CONCACAF Champions League spots available if you win the t uh, if you win the regular season title or if you win the league title. So getting that first, the Canadian Shield, getting that, that top of the table is huge for this group right now. And they got uh, a big one this week against their rivals in Forge. And they're four points ahead of Forge for that yep. top of the table. Uh, quarterfinals get underway at the U.S. Open on the men's side. George's man crush, Novak Djokovic. He'll face American Taylor Fritz. It's going to go day session. Yeah, ele <laughs> 11, 11 15 Calgary time. That'd be a 1 sure. 15 in New York. Oh, it's going to be hot. It's going to be a little warm there. Yep. Yep. Scorching. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, Francis Tiafo faces Ben Shelton in an All-American matchup. The others have Daniil Medvedev and Andrei Rublev, an All-Russian matchup. And Germany's Andrei Zverev will face Spain's Carlos Alcaraz. Both those will go tomorrow. On the women's side, American Coco Gauff faces Jelena Ostapenko at 10 a.m. She's one of the two Americans in the Jelena? quarters uh, with uh, Madison Keys playing her match tomorrow. Brooke Henderson, uh, not so great at the Portland Classic. 11 under par, tied for 34th. But she has made three of her last four cuts now. Uh, she was even on Saturday. That foiled her this past weekend. Kroger Queen City Championship in Cincinnati is coming up this weekend. And finally, George, uh, this is the story I really wanted to get to. Uh, how important are captains in sports? Important, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with you generally. I think that's the general sentiment. College football sure. is underway. Um, we all know Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, is now the coach at uh, Colorado University. Yeah, big win. Well, George, he's done with captains, doing something a little bit more unconventional. Uh, if you saw any of his club's upset victory over TCU on the weekend, mm -hmm. you would have seen that players might have had a D or an L on their jersey, and that stands for dogs or for leaders. Ooh. I couldn't really find <laughs> any information on what totally defines a dog or a leader, so I'm, at, I'm wondering right. if you can answer this for me, George. But I can tell you that the kicker, Jace Freely, he's a dog. Okay. Travis Hunter plays both receiver and cornerback and does both very well. He's a dog. What about Shadour? Is Shadour, Sanders, the quarterback. Yeah. He's a leader. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Defensive lineman. Uh, didn't write down his name. Definitely a leader. So how do you define no. it, George? Who's a dog? Uh, Who's a leader? I have no clue. I have no clue, but let's bring it uh, closer to home. GVP, who would be dogs and who would be leaders on this show? Oh. Matty Rose has got that dog in him. Oh, geez. Stop it. He's definitely wow. a dog. <laughs> uh, Patty Dumas, definitely a leader. Oh, oh shucks. And yeah, uh, say I'd say that. George Russ has got that dog in him as well. You oh. know. Mm. Covering all your bases. Clever. Yeah. Uh, George, you know who else is a dog? Um, The seven-time WCBL champs. <laughs> Let the big dog Seven times. Yeah, they are. That's it. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, terrific stuff. The Rose Report brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match them. They'll beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. All right, straight ahead. Uh, Elliot Friedman with a bit of an update on the Elias Lindholm contract situation. We'll get into that topic. We'll talk to Julian McKenzie at 7.30 and Charles Davis of the National Football League at 8 o'clock. And what if your dream vacation was ruined by this? We'll do all of that. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Dogs and Leaders, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.